Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved on the chat line, YouTube chat line. Go to the YouTube chat line, and I will answer your questions and comments. Thank you, Mary. That's Mary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Uh, you can get involved by going to the YouTube chat line, all right? And good morning to everybody here again. Thank you for being here. I uh, lost that I want to talk about, um, but I hear I have some visitors, at least one from Australia, Australia? from down under. Isn't that true? Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. And so, are you here visiting? Uh, yes, just for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah? Well, welcome to the States. Yeah, thank you. How do you like the States? I really like it. I've been here a few times now, so, uh, yeah. It's, it's quite similar to Australia, so, um, yeah, I, mean, I like the people here, and I like the atmosphere. It's nice. <laughs> right on. And uh, are the issues in Australia the same as they are here? Yeah, I guess it's very similar. Yeah. yeah. Are the men losing out in uh, Australia? Yeah, you've got the kind of uh, the women wanting to become men and men acting like women. <laughs> So the same spirit in America is in Australia too, huh? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, how did you find us? How did you hear about it? So I think it was your first uh, interview on Stefan Molyneux's show. Oh, yeah. And then just been following you ever since. Oh, great, man. That's, you're a long way from home. <laughs> Do you have any questions or anything for me? I would hate for you to come that far and not get a chance to... Um, I mean, just off the top of my head right now, I can't really think of anything specifically. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll if you see do, let go. me know. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. All right. And this your wife? Uh, this is my girlfriend. Oh, hi, girlfriend. Hi. Are you from Australia, too? I'm from Orange County. Orange County, Orange County Australia? <laughs> Are you from here? Yeah, from really? uh, Irvine. <laughs> wow. Welcome. Thank you. Um, did you know about us before your boyfriend told you? No. Oh, you did not. And did you check us out? Yeah, with, we've listened together. And, and what's your impression? Um... Definitely interesting, you know, it's a not, it's an interesting perspective, and I'm definitely <laughs> Anything you want to ask me about before we... Not right now, but um, wait and see, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome, I'm glad you came. <laughs> yeah, thank you. How did you find a boyfriend all, all in Australia? Uh, well, we, we lived together um, in Japan for a while, so... Uh, he's like, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you should well, leave that part not, out. Well, <laughs> uh, not together. Um, we were both in Japan. At the oh, same clean time. it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, um, I have a, a one scripture that I want Joel to read for you, and then I explain why. And there are some comments online that people want me to respond to and then I get to that and so on and so on go ahead Joe he will this is Malachi 4 6 he will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse amazing and so and the reason I wanted to read that he will restore, uh, return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children because it's clear to me that if we don't do that, it's going to only get worse. Because that, you have to return to the Father in order for your life to start working. I was down at this rally yesterday in Los Angeles, and they held a rally call, How Do You Mess Everybody's Life Up? Now, what was it called? March for Our Lives. Wait for the mic. Okay. March for Our Lives. Right? Yeah, March for Our Lives. And in all honesty, it was March Against Our Lives. <laughs> because what they want to do is really destroy the Second Amendment. They don't want you to be able to protect yourself. It is amazing to see that. And it was amazing to see the number of people who were there. Everywhere, up and down the road, just truckloads of folks. And I never see that kind of rally for people who are standing up for good. And what was even more sadder, sad 
her about it is that they had children there. I, I interviewed children as young as 11 years old, 10 and 11 years old at this rally. And these was blacks and Hispanic children. And so I'm asking these, it was funny too because they had this black teacher who was like, you know, they had the kids lined up, walking together. And so uh, Ermes asked, well, can you talk to Jesse on the camera here? And the, the teacher was like, yes. Oh, da, 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 yeah. So I get the kids in a circle. And so I asked them their names, how old they are. And then I asked, why are you here? And some of the kids said, uh, because of Tom Bradley or something like that. Tom Bradley was the first black mayor, I believe, of Los Angeles. And so they were there in his namesake. And I asked them, what have you learned today? They learned that uh, we got to get rid of the guns because guns create violence. And so they, all of them were saying the same thing. You could tell they had been taught that, right? And so I asked, well, are you being taught this by your teachers? And they said, yes. And then I reached over. To, so the teacher, the teacher with the kids, he's like really happy, loving these interviews. And so I talked to one girl, another little girl, and I, and, I, and I asked her, what did you learn today? And she said about the school thing. And I said, do you think, I asked, do you think we should, that the teacher should be armed in school? Because all the other little kids said no. And this one little girl said yes. And I said, why? She said, because if the teachers were armed, they can protect us from getting killed. And when that girl started saying yes, the teacher freaked out. She like went over near the girl and she was like pulling on her like this, trying to get her to be quiet, to shut up. And the little girl kept talking anyway. And the teacher was like, this is over. This, you're going to see it when we put the video out. This is over. The interview is over. We got to go. And uh, so I said to the little girl, real good, little girl, you're right in what you're saying. And the teacher was like, who's going to see this? <laughs> Where is this going to be aired? And she ended the interview, lined the kids up, and took off. She was like, who should I talk to? So I said, I said talk to Ermis. I let Ermis handle her. <laughs> and, she, and it just made me realize how these people are deliberately brainwashing children. And it's mind-blowing to see that happen. And so I'm thinking they're going to take that little girl back to school and beat her down. Because she's not going to be able to hold on for herself. And the little girl was right, but they're not allowed to have. They're totally brainwashing the kids. Isn't that amazing? It's, you've got to be evil to do that. <laughs> Even in the homes, when we are Christians in the homes, we're not supposed to brainwash our children with the Bible. We're supposed to be a living example so the kids can grow up naturally and they see you and they see the light in you they would naturally stay on course. But the moment you start educating them and teaching them the Bible and making them quote scriptures, it's the same as telling them you shouldn't have a right to bear arms because they lose their innocence and all they have is a head full of knowledge with no courage and no strength. It's just knowledge, intellectual knowledge, instead of common sense. And I interviewed several young people down there. I had so much fun. I had a ball down there. You missed it, man. I don't know why you didn't come. I'm sure I'll see it on the video. Yeah. But, so, like, when I got there, there was, I mean, you had to squeeze through people at times. And um, so there was these kids holding this banner that said something against guns and, and stuff like that. So I went over, and I'm like, do you really know what you're doing? Do you? Who told you to do this? And one, little, one girl, a little girl, well, I say little, she was a teenager. She said to me, go away, you don't belong here. And what should she say that for to me? I'm like, why are you telling me to go away? Are you telling me this because I'm black? Black people, do you know you're not supposed to talk to black people like this? You're white. You can't speak to black people like this. How are you going to tell me to go away? You can't tell me to go away. Remember, you can't talk to black people like that. And all hell broke loose. 
And they all gathered and yelling at me. I'm like, you're yelling at me because I'm black. <laughs> and they were like, it's not about race. It's not about race. In the meantime, they're over there chanting racism, sexism, homophobism. They're chanting that. But what happened, I turned the table on them and they couldn't handle it. And you're going to see all this on video. And then this bunch of kids gathered around. They were, what were they yelling, saying? Go away. <clears throat> Remember the one you showed me this morning? I forgot. They were saying, leave them alone. Oh, oh they were chanting. Leave them alone, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, leave them alone. All these young kids gathered around. They were dressed in black. And so I just turned around and started chanting, leave them alone. Leave them alone. It was so much fun. It was like paradise on earth, fighting a war by myself along with the Lord. It was so much fun. And I say that because you all got to get involved too. And if you don't have anger, you're guided by the light, you're guided by the truth. You can deal with evil because you don't have the anger, they do. And you can overcome them. Just being calm because you don't have the anger is not personal, and you will drive them nuts. I'm telling you, and I don't see enough people on the side of good being radical. The, the people on the side of good, they're nice, and they're polite, and they're praising the Lord. While all their rights are being taken away, their children are being taken away, they're being put in bondage. God doesn't want us to live like this and operate like this. This doesn't make sense. They're losing their homes. They're losing their families. All in the name of Jesus. There should have been truckloads of good folks down there fighting for your rights. Otherwise, you will lose them. Because these people are serious, and they are seriously brainwashing the children. They had little kids there, truckloads of them. And this is a spiritual battle. Our battle is not physical at all. It's a spiritual battle. And we got to understand that it has nothing. We're just in a body so we can roam the earth without whatever. This is just a suit we are in. It's like going into outer space. You have to put on a space suit. But we are a spirit and good versus evil is happening. It was interesting. I interviewed a, a husband and wife who had been married for 17 years, I think they said. And they were uh, against guns as well, against everything that's right. And, and so at the very question I asked, are you, and I asked the husband, are you an alpha male or a beta male? And he's like, what? Are you an alpha male or a beta male? He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then he said, and I explained to him what alpha male was. And then I told him, and then I asked the wife, is your husband an alpha or a beta? And she just started laughing. And so she said she didn't know what it meant either. So I explained the alpha, the beta, the alpha male, and then I explained the beta male. And I said, the beta male is soft and emotional, think and act like a woman, insecure. And, her, and the wife, and he was like, no. And the wife said, oh, yeah, honey, you are a beta male. Whoa. And there's something, I have that on camera. And he turned red, and he got mad at me. He's like, let's go. You think I should be bossing and fighting, huh? I said, no, that's not what an alpha male does either. I said, you a beta male. How, how does that feel knowing your wife see you as a wheat like that? And he got mad and just took off. Isn't that something? And, and so I got a, um, someone responded to me. Not about that petition thing. Apparently, I mentioned it last Sunday, and I had someone online responding. I want James going to read that, and then we'll move on. But this is so serious, but yet not that serious. <laughs> it really is not that serious, but yet serious. And this is all falling apart because men are weak. You cannot blame women for this. You cannot blame women. It's men. Men are pathetic nowadays. Why are you so quiet? This is not a funeral. Um, before I get to that, you had a question, right? You had your hand? Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I said I was just going to say that poor little girl. I they're, know. They're really going to get her. Yes. Unfortunately. They're going to break her down. They, unfortunately, kids can't just have their own thoughts and opinions because yeah. they're really smart. I mean, like, if you yeah. listen to them, they're really smart. They come up with some really good stuff. They do. But once they get brainwashed, yeah. once you lock into the lie and somebody tries to open your eyes, you get mad because if you actually had to say what they were saying was the truth, you'd have to see what a fool you are for believing the lie and yeah. how easily brainwashed you were yeah. and that you really were holding the banner for this big lie. It's amazing. Yeah. And there were like 15 or 20 little kids, you know, cute little kids. But in the midst of all those kids, one had still had a sense of consciousness and what was right. And it's always like that. It's the, uh, you can have a thousand people, right? And, and maybe one or two can really see what's going on. And the thing that I love about that, and then I get to the recognition. The thing I love about that, when you love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might, when you have returned to the Father, you don't need an army of people to stand up. Because the army, army of people is inside of you. It's there with you. So, and the children of the lie, they need an army of people. They do. They need a crowd. That's why if you notice when friends turn on you or family members turn on you, they, they just can't deal with you one on one. They have to call up everybody. They have to create an army. They have to turn everybody else against you so they can have someone to help them stand up against you. Have you ever noticed that? You can break up with, with a girlfriend and instead, instead of her just the two working it out, she'll call up all your ex-friends. He is no good. <laughs> and the other girl like, yeah, child, I know. Now you got this army going. <laughs> and then you go to the club Saturday night and everybody rolling their eyes thinking you're the bad guy. Or vice versa. You guys do that too because they had that wrong nature. But they have to build up an army. But those who have returned to the Father, God is with you, and you have the confidence without realizing it to stand up to an army. It was so much fun yesterday seeing those people overreact like that. They were going nuts. Were they going nuts, Hermes? Yeah, it was intense. At a certain point, I thought the mob was going to turn on us because it just flipped, I mean, so quick. But it was encouraging to see. I mean, we were out there, and you were out there, but there was also a handful of other people there alone. Yeah. Uh, and that was encouraging to see that. Uh, there was um, a Mexican guy. I think he was Mexican. Yeah. A Mexican guy there. Uh, I think he was like 1920 at best, maybe younger. And he had on a Make America Greater hat. And he was by himself. Ooh. I'm like, wow, this is a man of courage. He was literally by himself. And, and I'm telling you, it was so many people there, you could barely move. And we were on the street at City Hall there. They were everywhere. As far as you could look down the road, just crowds of people everywhere. And this guy was there by himself with the hat on. <coughs> um, let me tell you what the kingdom, what is, oh, I don't know. Let me do the reading thing first. This is kind of long, but be patient. And there's a point to it. All right. So that's why I wanted James to read the, James to read the whole thing, because it's a point that I want to make with this. Uh, this is from. G- you need somebody to hold the mic while you read. No, I can do it. Okay. Okay. This man says, as a Christian, I cannot be Alpha. There is only one Alpha, God. The Alpha Beta question is one of evolutionary psychology. It is based on the false premise that we are like the animals. We are not made the same as the animals. We were made by God's hand, formed from the dust, and breathed life into directly by God himself. We were only designed to serve God and God alone. You are correct in that the order for our lives is God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, and woman over children. We, are on, we were only given authority in this manner. Any man who believes he is Alpha places himself in the place of God making ourselves an idol and serving only ourselves. God never places us in authority over a thing to receive glory unto ourselves, 
We are to serve God and bring glory to him alone. God cannot give us anything we do not want, and he cannot take from us anything we do not willingly give. Christ himself served God alone, and we are to serve God in this way. For doing this, Christ was given authority over man, but for the sole purpose in restoring our relationship to the Father, God, for God's glory. So we, as men, are to serve God under the authority of Christ. Where, when God gives us authority over a thing, we are to serve that thing with the intent of bringing that which we are authority in over to the glory of God and in service to, of God alone. We as servants are neither Alpha nor Beta. Interesting. So before I give my two cent on it, everybody heard it, right? Everybody heard that. Uh, Esteban, what do you think about that? How would you respond to that? Uh, not really sure, to be honest. You're not sure? You're not sure how to respond? Nope. Okay. You, can you respond to that? Like, as far as, the, I didn't hear the very first part of the question I was going to ask. Uh, it's about being a beta or an alpha male. Uh-huh. Read the first part of the response. As a Christian, I cannot be alpha. There's only one alpha, God. The alpha beta question is... Okay, okay, okay. 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 How do you respond to that? As a Christian, I think that Christ was the ultimate alpha uh, human being. He was the demonstrated how to interact and to, you know, your yes is yes, your no is no. You know, you... Yeah. If your lifestyle is in order and you're uh, seeking God, then um, who can stop you, you know? Okay. This your first time here? No, it's not. Oh, you've been here before, huh? I have. Yeah, you look familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you look familiar. Okay. Uh, how do you respond to that? Uh, well, if I could just add one thing. Yes. Pride is going to be very difficult for, for my, in my, my own experience with trying to look at Beta versus alpha, that's, yes. a, that, that's a big area. We're going to have to examine your own insecurities and be careful that your pride doesn't get out of control. Right. That can be a pitfall. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. How do you respond to that? And I'm resting a little bit because this time goes by so fast. I really want to deal with this. Well, and he also um, ran away from glory like. Who? The, the, the one who James oh, okay. is reading. He also um, wanted Christians to like run away from glory like, oh, give it all to the Father. We're, we're no glory to us. But in the Bible, there's many verses um, that say that God will glorify us in our righteousness. And Christ even asked to be glorified as he was when he was, you know, in heaven. And uh, so, you know, uh, he's gone overboard, I think, you know, with his... Um, this writer? Yes. Okay. Um, how do you respond to it? I, I think the same thing. He kind of took it uh, in a direction it wasn't really meant to be. He's right. There's one, only one alpha, that's God. And like he said, there's only one alpha human being, which was Jesus. But when you say alpha male or beta male, you're saying, are you on the side of Christ, the good, or are you on the side of the devil? Yeah. Are you emotional like a woman? Are you, you, the devil gets in? Or are you going to be a man like like it says in the Bible, you should be Christ-like. You know, like we need to... He, he gave us the example. So you're going to be the example. So you're just... You're not saying I'm alpha. You're saying I'm an alpha male. I'm identifying with the right... What does the word part. alpha mean? The first. Oh. The alpha and omega, the first and... Because when he last. mentioned somebody who brought made that word, I was like, I had no idea. But let me tell you what I see, how I see that. That kind of Christianity will get you killed. It will literally get you killed. That kind of Christianity is what's preventing men and women from standing up and being children of God and allowing the light to shine through them. That kind of Christianity is intellectual knowledge with no love, no understanding, no nothing. It just builds the ego rather than kills the ego. And that's, what, that's why children who are leaving Christian homes are easily turned and convinced to be children, to believe in the lie that's out in the world, because they've been taught that type of intellectual knowledge. It's been, they've been taken away from knowing the truth from within to intellectual knowledge. So when they go to school, when they go out into the world, 
it's easy to convince them that the lie is the truth and the truth is the lie. That's just intellectual knowledge, and that's what's so sad about this. A whole bunch of words with no, and the, I'm sure this is a nice person. I'm sure you're a nice person. So it's not personal. But until you overcome that knowledge, you're not going to be worth a dime. Because when I mentioned Alpha and Beta, I was just thinking of being weak or being strong. No other stuff, no other nothing ever occurred to me. But if I were into the knowledge like that, I would have thought of all that crap. (laughs) And that's so unfortunate. But that's where we have gone with Christianity today. And that's why we're losing families and relationships and lack of courage and everything. Because they have not... um, Christianity is about returning to the Father. It's simply about realizing that you're angry, and in your, which is uh, resentment, hatred, pride, and all that. In that state of anger, you are a prideful person playing God. That's all it is. When you realize you're a prideful person playing God, you're going to forgive for playing God, and you'll return to the Father, and you'll just live. You're no longer living that way. You got to study knowledge and remember knowledge. You just live. You're not living like a Christian. Because you, you, you're back home with your father and you, you have perfect peace. You can now see and you're just doing what's in front of you to do. That's all Christianity is. You really don't have to go to Bible study anymore. Because when you go... Now, if you're going to Bible study, don't stop because of me. Because a lot of people believe in the knowledge. They're into the knowledge. They don't trust the intuition from within. Most people do not trust that at all. And the reason they don't trust it because they have not returned to the Father. They're not back at home. Just think about if you were raised with good fathers and mothers, they're like good living examples and you're holding on to your innocence because they are examples and you're watching them, when you leave the house, you don't go out and quote the scriptures of daddy and mama. You just live your life. You just be because you see what to do and what not to do, and you have no fear. It's really just living. It's not all that at all. It's a horrible mistake that this has happened. And men and women who have returned to the father, they know who their father is, and they know that they're not greater than their father. There's nothing you think about. There's no competition. This is what's killing folks right here. How did that man come up with all that? <laughs> Satan told him, send him all these scriptures and correct him. Because he, and he mean well, you're a nice person. It's not personal. Nice man. I, I've never met him, but I know you meant well by sending that. But this is why men can't be men. Because when you have a head full of knowledge, you don't have love. You don't have courage. You can't see. You're blinded. You're afraid of life. You're afraid to stand up. Men are afraid of their wives. They're afraid of women. I used to be afraid of women. Because I had that anger and I resented my mother and I became like her. And so how do you stand up to someone you resent? And then every woman I met was mama. It's the same spirit. And it wasn't until I forgave that that was taken away from me. Now I'm free. I'm free of the conflict. I have no fear, no doubt. And I'm just living my life. That's all happening. I don't need all that. You, the, the word of God is written in our heart. That's why the Christians are not showing up at these rallies. That's why the Christians are allowing the world to just take the children away from you. How are you going to turn your little kids over to the children of the lie and let them tell your children you don't have a right to protect yourself? It's, it's terrible. And it has nothing to do with the color, nothing to do with male or female. It's the God that you serve. And men are not men. And because men are not men, women and children are suffering. Because they don't have the protection over them. 
the spiritual protector over them. I was interviewing a bunch of girls from some school, and they were like, oh, against guns, right? And so I said, what would happen? I might not be saying it exactly. I asked them, what would happen if you're at home one night, your father, your mother, you guys are home, and some thug break in with a gun, and they want to kill you, rob you and kill you, how would your father protect you if they have a gun? If, if the criminal has a gun and you don't. And one girl said, call 911 right away. I'm telling And one said, run. And one girl said, you know, that's a good question. I had not thought of it that way before. And the reason they haven't thought of it is because the parents don't think. The parents are like them. And the children are created in the image of their parents. But this is insane, folks. We have power in it, but you don't feel the power. You just don't have the fear. You just don't have the doubt. You don't have the pride. You're like a little child before your father living your life. And treating people the way you would like to be treated. Because you have all love operating through you. It's time to wake up. So let me do this. And then I'll come back to that. All right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think one big thing as I'm listening is that a lot of people, um, and including myself, the, we identify with our feelings. Yes. And because of that, you know, even the feeling of I, I'm saved and, you know, we, we want to have a feeling of being saved, you know, because I guess that's because our emotional experiences is that every experience has a feeling and that's what it should feel like. Yeah. So I think a lot of what you're dealing with is people like this Christian person that's going into his head, but he's also trying to generate a feeling about what it is like to be with God. And what you're saying is there isn't a feeling. No feeling. There's actually no feeling at all. No. Which completely reverses everything that we know as humans because we're all tapped into feelings. <laughs> yes, sir. I hear that all the time. When you return to the Father, your feelings, your passions start to disappear. Really. Your passions start to disappear, which allows you to have self-control. Because now you're not manipulated by emotions. You're not manipulated by uh, feeling good or feeling bad. Someone loving you or someone not loving you. you. Your passions will disappear, and you're just living your life. Kids are not living by emotions until they are traumatized. If you notice, pay attention to children, because they're connected to the father. And the same thing is going to happen. When you return to the Father, your emotions, your passion, and all that, I started to say mess. But I don't think I should say that because I'm a preacher, right? Mess isn't that bad. Oh, mess isn't that bad? It's because you're a thug. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, men and women, your passions, your emotions, your passions, your fears, and your doubts, and you're looking for love from other people and trying to be friends and trying to identify with and trying to be a part of culture will naturally disappear. And you want, you'll be like, wow, that's a messed up life to live like that. That's not freedom. But absolutely right, I hear it all the time. They're looking for a feeling to identify with God, and there is no feelings. Feelings is, uh, come from your father, the devil. That's why people ask, what do you feel? If you go to a therapist and they keep asking you, how do you feel? And you're paying them $250. Take that money back and come to me for $100. <laughs> <laughs> you might need one se- two sessions at best. And, and speaking of that, I counsel with a young man who lives in Houston, Texas. And he's engaged to get married. And when I counseled with him, and all of a sudden he woke up. And so he said, oh, my fiancé need help. Because she, like, really hated her parents. She left home. She's uh, so emotional, trying to love her parents and get along with her. They try, according to her, they were trying to control her. So she called up last week for counseling. And in one session, she was freed up. Because she understood. And you could, because when I first started talking to her, she was, she had a lot of fear and anger and very emotional. And by the end of that conversation, you could see her, even though she was in Houston, 
you can see you waking up and overcoming that stuff because the light came on within and she started to wake up. And then she, the guy called me on the show and said, man, thank you so much for helping my fiance. She called up my mother and told her what she had realized. And, and his mother called him or got with him to apologize for what she had done to him. And his mother told him that I'm going to have to contact your other brothers because she messed them up, too. They won't have anything to do with her. Turning on the light will help you to turn the light on or point the right way where it can happen to others. But it's not about feelings. It's really not. Okay, a little faster. Jesse, you're here? Yeah, you Okay. So this point about feelings is really interesting. Thanks. The, uh, I had to make a, a, a major commitment in changing my life recently. We, we talked about it. I don't want to get into exactly what that right. was. But the interesting part was that um, everything in me was trying to hang on to the feelings I had previous to that decision, that point. And I, I, get, I felt like going into this world that had no feelings. And, it was, and now I realize that's the mark of a good approach to take. Yeah. But at the time, everything in you is grabbing onto some kind of feeling. And you're trying to turn it into some kind of feeling. Yes. And that gives you an identity. And now you're going into a place where you have no identity. You just, you just got to do what you said, what's in front of you to do, without a whole lot of fussing about it. The, the phrase that I learned with you, go on about your business. I learned right. that from you 20 years I'm ago. I'm telling you the beautiful thing about returning to the Father, when you operate from, what's in, from the light within, life just unfolds by itself. Really, you don't need a plan. You don't need anything. It just unfolds because he is your Father. He loves you, and he'll provide for you. He really, really will provide for you. If you because you're going to be able to just do what's in front of you, whatever it is, without a plan. Without a plan. It's amazing to live that way. And I know what it is to uh, have feelings. I used to be very emotional. I used to work for the union, and my boss, made me, a woman, made me cry one time. Because she and another crazy woman attacked me. But I was too emotional to deal with it. Ooh, but wait till I see her next time. <laughs> nah. But I'm telling you, you have, all that stuff is from the fallen state. Everyone who's angry operate from that. You can't help it. Because that's the nature of your father. Yes, sir. Who has the mic? Is it here? Yeah. yeah. How, um, when I first came, you were explaining to me like uh, your definition of an alpha male, and it's, it's, the more I was thinking about it, it's not something someone is; it's someone who lacks uh, what's the word insecurities and, ha and and has all the fruits of the spirits. And because if you know that um, the way you're living is right, then who can question you? You know, as long as you have other people account accountable to you. Yeah. And when I say right, like in the Word of God. Yeah. Um, did you say fruits of the Spirit? Mm -hmm. uh, I want you, I urge you to get rid of all you've been taught. All I've been taught? Yeah. Because what, what I've been doing, I've just been like, what, what you said that really resonated with me is that the path just kind of starts to unfold itself yes. a little bit. So really, I grew up in a Christian home, and what I've been trying to do now is just I wake up and like read a devotional, and I'll, and I'll try to pray in the morning pray in the evening and make, say a prayer through the day and just uh, I, I don't know you should forget all, forget all I'm taught I'm intrigued cut it out cut it out yes yeah. I urge you do you do my silent prayer your silent prayer I've downloaded I haven't been doing it though. well then suffer uh -huh. and die you don't need to do all that man you just need to get up and be quiet be still so that God can reveal to you, you all you're doing is still filling your head with knowledge, and then you're talking about fruits of the spirit. Who go around talking about fruits of the well, spirit? No, I, I got I got a little distracted. I guess the point I was going to make was that I'm 33 now, and I think when I was in my 20s, I was ch chasing that like worldly like uh, definition of what an alpha male is, like with the cars and stuff like that. Right. And it seems like uh, obviously it's just uh, I felt my self esteem was lower and lower. 
And now, like, where I have my things focused on, my sights focused on heavenly things, I feel like my self-esteem just gets higher and higher regardless of what my material is. How is it focused on heavenly things? Well, I mean, just as far as, like, my, my motivations in, in the day-to-day, I'm more concerned about, you know, a person as a person rather than what they can do for me. And, like, just seems, and, and it just seems that... <laughs> Once I've made that decision that I do want to follow God and want to do the right thing, it seems did like... Did you go and forgive yeah, your just, mother? Yes, I did. And what happened? She, I mean, she... Uh, what did you say to her? I just said, you know, I, I, I think we've always had a good relationship, and I explained to her that, you know, that I went to church and that um, she had spoiled me when I was younger, and I forgive her for that. You think we had a good relationship? Did you tell her that? I, th- I thought I think we did. I think we still do. You and didn't, I th- and you don't. You don't, you don't think we do now? Uh-uh. I mean, I don't know now if you have forgiven her, but somebody else told me that they called their mother. They talked to their mother, and they said the mother was admitting everything. And he said to the mother, "Oh, mom, you don't have to t- tell me everything." And I'm thinking afterward, uh, and hopefully he'll call me this week. He don't when your mother's telling you she's sorry and she's opened it up. Don't stop her from doing it. Because that's what's freeing her up. Yeah. She's finally facing herself. And when you go to your mother, don't say, I think we had a good relationship. You didn't have a good relationship. She turned you into a girl. Right. That's not a good relationship. And what you do is realize what's going on with you. And you go to her and apologize for being angry at her for what she did. But, but you see a tiptoe and you're being nice and weak. And when you walked away, you're the same person. Nothing changed. So I guess another question I had is, what are some like applicable ways that you can um, make changes to your life as far as to being a stronger person versus being a weaker person? That's a very, very good question. And I'm going to ask a real alpha man to answer that. Sure. Uh, hold on to the mic. Jerry, I'll tell you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Aren't you a real alpha male? Did you hear yeah. that question? Yeah, they. Um, what was the question? He said, "What could you do to make better changes into being a stronger person than a weaker person?" Right. That's a good question. <laughs> I liked your reference about the bubble gum a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. You can't answer that. Um. Not on a date. I I don't have the answer for a day to day thing. No. What do you do? You have the answer for that question. All the way from Australia. Uh, hold on a minute. He want to know what can you do to make yourself stronger, to change your life, become stronger from a weak person to a stronger person. I guess the things that ego doesn't want to do, you, you do them. And the things that the ego does want to do, you try to resist them. Interesting. One last person, Dala, I want to tell us. This should be interesting. Della, how do you go from being weak to being strong? What do you do to make yourself strong? Um, <clears throat> I would say think about your innate bias towards defending women and cut it out. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, when they're back right, the you defend them, class, but right? not like what you're talking. Don't let them vote and stuff. What? <laughs> I asked the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know him. Here's what you do. Do nothing. You cannot, men and women, know this. Know this, know this, know this. You cannot make yourself strong. You cannot make yourself go from weakness to strength. It's a spiritual thing, and there's nothing you can do. Nor, and the only thing that is required of you is to know that and don't judge yourself about it. See, the, the one thing that I've, it'll change by itself. That I've kind of been struggling with is to. Uh, I've always had the boundaries there, but not necessarily doing my part to make sure that they are respected. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do because anything, any effort you put into it mm-hmm. is fake, and it's not going to change you. Only thing God wants us to see is that we are weak. Right. right. And then be weak, relax in it, and do the prayer, watch yourself, and change. Because the only reason that you're still weak is because you have that anger. You have not forgiven your parents yet. And then so when you see that you're weak, you start to overcome that. You will overcome the anger, 
but you got to see why you have it. And it's the anger that separates you from God. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you read, how long you pray. If you don't forgive, it's never going to change. Yeah, so something I would like to say, too, that might be very encouraging for others. seems for the past few years that I've been on this path, not exactly knowing where and why, but like I can see now some of the thoughts and things that I thought about maybe two, three years ago that this led me up to the position I'm in now. Well, I encourage you to do the silent prayer. All right? And he will take care of it. Of yourself, you can do nothing. You can do physical things. You can go out and build a house. You can go out and build a beautiful wall. You can do those things. But we can't change our nature. We just have to see that we're weak. And don't be upset about it. Accept it without an opinion. Don't call it good or bad. Relax in the weakness and you shall be made strong. You understand that? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes, sir. Okay. So, everybody understand that? And the problem with since men and women, they are trying to change that weakness. They don't like it. But you are weak. You're weak. Because Satan is your daddy. And Satan is weak. And so when you accept it without being mad about it, men and women, it will change. If you try to put any effort into it, you're just pretending, and you're going to be wiped out. Let me do this first. Uh, did I ch- you had a question? Yeah, I was going to say. Hold on a minute. And then here, and then. Well, I don't know what was so crazy about what I just said, but I was going to say that uh, the only thing. What? Everything. Uh, the only thing necessary for good men, for evil to win is for good men to do nothing, was what I was going to say. I agree to that. One hundred percent. Yes. This is a little bit off off topic. That's fine. Going back to what you were talking about earlier. Um, When we were at that event and you started talking to those people and the crowd basically turned on us and turned on you and started yelling and screaming. I mean, automatically, like my mind is like, oh, you know, we're going to get sucker punched or, you know, so I'm wondering, like, what goes through your mind when basically a mob is turning on you and you're kind of in the midst of it. I'm like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't have any fear like somebody may sucker punch you or throw something at you? Is any of that going through your mind at all? I probably should, Uh but it doesn't occur to me at all. And the reason it doesn't because I know that my father's guiding me and in the midst of that, maybe one person may see the light. You know, maybe they well, like that guy didn't even get mad or that guy wasn't afraid. Because once you return to the father, you're not going to have fear. It's just not only angry people have, have fear. But once you have perfect love, you don't have fear. And, you, and you, I don't I don't think about that. It just never occurred to me. So you think is just something wrong with you or is that just a state of being? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I probably should because there was a woman who assaulted me at the rally, right? And rather than get mad, I'm like, she assaulted me. She assaulted me. And the cops came, and I'm like, she assaulted me. I want to press charges. But I wasn't mad at her, and she just loses it, you know? Get all upset and whatever. And so I want people to see that God is with us, and, and can't nothing stop you when, you when you return to the Father. It really can't. It, it really can't, but you've got to let the anger go. You've got to forgive your parents and, whom, and yourself. If you resent yourself, if you have an opinion of yourself, it's the same as resenting yourself. If you see yourself as being good or bad, that's a judgment. And you're your own God. Satan is your father. You can't have any opinion or any judgment about anything. Isn't that interesting? Okay, I want to take here, and then I'll come to you, and then I want to get to that one. Um, you said you, you have to see your weakness. Yes. Um, can you like, really explain that? What, what do you mean, see your weakness? Um, oh, that's a good question, man. Thank you for that. And let's say that you're about to deal with another person. And all of a sudden you feel shy or a little afraid 
or you soften your words because you don't want to have to deal with this person. They get mad or they're going to walk away or something. Right. You need to watch that and just because that's a weakness and relax in it and still deal. But don't call yourself, oh, I'm being weak. Uh, I'm being this. Just watch it because it's the light of God just shining on it and he's handling it. And if you could just watch it, but still do what you got to do one day. You'll go through the same thing and it'll be gone. He'll take that away from you. Or if you if you're negotiating with someone, trying to make a deal, and you're afraid to make this deal because you you know you don't want to lose it. So you know taking less. You know you want fifteen well, you know you want two thousand dollars for this job, but you want it so badly you say, Okay, I'll take twelve hundred because you want the job. That's fear. Relax in it and tell them what you want. And let it chips fall where they may. But if you go with the fear, with the weakness, you lose. That makes sense? You've got to watch that and, rela- and just re- relax in it because it's spiritual. And it will, and don't have an opinion. Don't call yourself, oh, I'm being weak. Don't say that to yourself because the deceiver will try to get you to name it. You know, oh, I'm being weak. And you're condemned by your words or you're justified by them. So you got to stop communicating with the deceiver why these things are happening. You know what I mean? But he doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to name it and own it. The moment you name it, it's yours. If you say, oh, I'm not going to drink tonight. I've been drinking too much this week. As soon as you get home, put a meal on your plate. And you'll, be, you'll say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to get it. And they'll say, oh, no, get a little glass of wine. A little glass of wine won't hurt. And by the end of the day, you're drunk as a skunk. <laughs> because you lied to yourself. He deceived you. You just have to live. Walk by the light and just live. That, because the Father loves you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Did that help? Yeah. Um, I guess just how you say um, to be strong, you have to do nothing. But then on the other hand, you know, you have to forgive your parents as well. Right. So it's kind of, you're doing nothing, but then you have to do something. But I guess the forgiving is, you just, uh, I that's, guess it's a revelation that that's a good you're one, man. Right. The last time you will ever be weak is when you have to confront your parents. When I had to confront my parents in order to forgive them, it was the scariest, especially my mother, it was the scariest time of my life. And I was 38 years old. And so I knew I had to go and forgive her. And on my way over there to her, my aunt's house to forgive her, thoughts are raging. Oh, you're going to hurt her feelings. She's going to get mad. She's going to overreact. And by the time I got there and I'm walking up three steps, I'm out of breath and barely get up the steps. But I realized because... You know, she, I resented her. I was afraid of her because of the way she treated me. And she wasn't like a mean person. She was just angry, controlling like, right? And so I went in, out of breath, and I just said to her, you know, I need to talk to you. I took her into the room because I didn't want to embarrass her in front of the rest of the family. And I just said, all of my life I have resented you because you tried to turn me away from my father. You were impatient and angry. And I want you to know I realize you couldn't help yourself now. And I'm sorry for holding that against you. Everything changed. I've not been the same. And I've not had that fear anymore. It's gone. And I've been dealing with some major stuff. So because what happened when I forgave her, God forgave me. And he gave me perfect love and cast away fear. So I started living by the light from within. And that's when you don't have to do anything. Now, you do physical things. You get up and go to work. You work hard. You do your best. But you're not in your head. You're not worried about tomorrow. You're not thinking about yesterday. All that doesn't exist anymore. You're back in the presence of your father. Give him the mic back. That makes sense? Uh, yes, it does. But, it, but, I mean, you still have to do something, as in you still have to... Of course, realize that you're wrong for being angry. I mean, I guess you you don't do that. That's just what happens. But then you have to go. To, you I mean you do have to go to them, right? Why you are you in something. a fallen state? You have to do something, right? Right. But once you forgive, you're going to come out of that fallen state, back into your original self, and that's when you don't have to worry about self, right? 
But yeah, in that fallen state, you need to do something. Right. You need to realize you're wrong for being angry. You need to go and forgive, and then it'll be done. And, you're like, and then you go back to your original nature. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Have you forgiven your, your father and mother? Uh, yes, I have. Um, but I guess, like, you know, there's a thing where it's like, yeah, I go to them and I say, you know, uh, I was angry at you for, you know, trying to control me so much. But then, you know, you know what I mean? I, I guess, and I'll, you know, and I'll, and I'll say, you know, I'm sorry for resenting you, but then something, something else will pop up and it'll be like, oh, you know, I forgot to, I forgot to put that on the table as well. <laughs> you know, uh, should, yeah. I, should I go back to them and, and bring this up again as well? And and apologize for resenting him for, for this that you know, I didn't put on the question. table. So. Did you, did you, before you went to forgive them, you realized that that was holding you back, that you were angry and you need to forgive? Yeah, sure did. And you went and, and you said, I'm sorry for holding that against you? Yep. Be done with it then. Yeah. Because a mistake that people make, they still listen to the voice of the deceiver. And he reminds them, remember 20 years ago <laughs> when your mother took your cookie away from you? <laughs> <laughs> Let that all pass. He's just trying to tempt you to fall back into temptation. That's all. Be done with it. Don't go back and apologize anymore. Just live your life. And you're going to see when you're around them, it's no big deal anymore. Yeah. You can take it or leave it. Because a lot of people do that. They keep going back to the person. I'm sorry. The person like, you know what? Don't come back to me. You've already said that. I thought you had forgiven me. No. What I want you to do is, I encourage you to do is to doubt every thought from now on. Don't believe anything that the thoughts tell you. And then you will become more familiar with the voiceless voice. And that's something I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah. And I try to do. Yeah, just whenever thoughts come, no matter what it is, let it pass. Are you doing the silent prayer? I do, yes. Oh, good. Are you doing it every day and night? I mean, I'd like to say, but I mean, I do miss the occasional day here and there. Why? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, like traveling or something like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, maybe not having, uh, how to say, the silent prayer on hand, even though I know you don't need the silent prayer right. on hand to do it. But, That's right. Uh, yeah. You got too many excuses. Yeah. You still listen to your father, yeah. the devil. Yeah. So he was, because I travel too, and sometimes I'm really tired. Even if I'm sitting on the airplane, I still just close my eyes and become aware. Yeah. You know, just relax for a moment. That's all. And just keep it very basic, very simple. And don't put a time on it. Don't say, oh, I'm going to do it 15 minutes or 30 minutes. However long it lasts, let it be. Yeah. And just live your life now. Speak up. And no sex before marriage. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what I want to hear. And your, your fiance, your girlfriend will respect you more. And when you get married, it won't be as hard. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, what do, you, do you disagree? Or have you let your anger go? Let your anger go? Still working through it. I think. By doing what? Um, I've been practicing yoga and trying to get into meditation. That's not going to do it. But, yeah. You could do yoga until the cows <laughs> come home. I did yoga all down in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to do it. You got to go and forgive your mother. Really, because it's a spirit that's made a home in you and it's not allowing you to be yourself. It's not allowing you to have courage. It's not allowing you to speak up and disagree. It causes you to be shy. And you got to realize your mother was wrong, but her mother messed her up. She only gave you what she had to give. And if you when you get married and you have children, if you don't forgive her because you become like your mother, you're going to do the same thing to your children. Sure. That makes sense? Yeah. Are you, you, are you nervous right now? Yeah. <laughs> are you like hoping, why don't this man leave me alone? <laughs> you look like you are. Yeah, probably a little bit. <laughs> but no, thank you. Does it help a little bit? Yeah. Even though I know you don't want to talk to me right no, now? No, no, it's, it definitely, it resonates. Oh, it does, good. Yeah. And your mother can help her too. <laughs> and don't tiptoe and just say, you know what, Mom? I resented you because you were so controlling. You tried to make me go to college. You tried to make me go to the one you wanted me to go to. You tried to make me study 24 hours a day. I had to get an A in everything. You hated my father. And I realized now you can't help yourself. I'm sorry for holding that against you. And, you, and take your boyfriend with you. He'll help you. Are you afraid of her mother? 
No. You look like you are? No, no. Why you go like No. What, what's the problem? No, I mean, uh, Can you go with her to deal with her mother? Yeah, sure, I'll be definitely. Do go this before then. you go back to Australia. Can you help her before you go back to Australia? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always there to yeah. help her through this. Well, make sure you help deal with her mother so that you're going to have a good wife if you help her overcome that first. Yes. All right? Okay. And make sure you do the silent prayer, too. You could do your yoga stuff. <laughs> it's like the Christian that do all that. Oh, Lord, please help me. Thank you, Jesus. All that stuff. And they still end up messed up. God said, be still and know him. All that emotional stuff would not do anything. You just be quiet so the truth can catch up with you. So I got it. Is that helpful? Did you have anything else for me? Okay. Let me, I have one last one I need to respond. It's short. The one that we talked about? Yeah. Because we have a few super chat questions, but maybe we can deal with them later. Okay, go ahead. Moxie Girl asked, I don't have her word for word, but she asked basically, are men supposed to be alpha and women supposed to be beta? That's a good question. That's why I wanted to ask. Uh, good women, women of what love was right, and all their hearts, soul, and might are uh, alpha, alpha women because they love the truth. They love that order. They understand that order. And that order is not in competition with men. They love being a woman. They love the truth. That's what an alpha male is or an alpha woman. They love the truth. They don't hold grudges against anyone. They don't gossip. They don't put down. They don't judge. They tell the truth, but they don't resent. And when women love their fathers as little girls because the father's love was right, they grow up with the same mindset as their father. And it's based on logic and not emotions. So when you do get married, the man has a good wife, and there's nothing like a man. A man is blessed who has a good wife, and a woman is blessed who has a good husband. So yes, women become, when they drop that anger, they become alpha women, as well as a man, because they have the same spirit of God. Is there one you want me to go to for the chat thing? Yeah. Okay. The super chat, that means that they donate, right? Yeah, there's a few so, people who've donated. I got to answer the people who donate. <laughs> yes. Bateggs asks, are parents ultimately responsible for how their kids turn out? Yes. I, I said this to a single mother last night and all hell broke loose. <laughs> the parents... The parents are 100% responsible for the way their children turn out. And, and whatever the parents are and what the children will become. Now, once you become an adult, it's your responsibility to overcome that if your parents have failed you. It's your responsibility. But up until adulthood, parents are 100%. If you're messed up, it's your parents' fault. Fault. It's not your fault. So don't take responsibility for that. And once you become an adult, it's your fault if you don't overcome it. The parents are no longer responsible. They have meshed, they took, they spent 18 years of your life screwing you up, and you spend the rest of the time trying to overcome it. And then you die. So yes, that's a good question. Uh, is it short? Okay, right? Hold on for the mic real fast. What if uh, parents are too busy working and they can't really contribute to their children's... Um, Both parents? Just maybe one. Well, what if it's a single par parent and they're too oh, busy? Oh, I see. What if a single parent is too busy working and can't contribute that time to the children? Yes. Uh, I, would, I would advise that parent to get over their anger so that they can live life by a still life, being still and living. And I'm telling you, ways will be made. Okay. Because when you're in darkness, you're stressing out trying to make a living. Right? right. But when you're in the light, the living is made for you, meaning that opportunities are there, opportunities are there, and you can always see them. One thing leads to another one. And you have so much time left on your hand, it would be amazing. Because in the fallen state, you think you need more than you really need. Right. When you're out of the fallen state, you realize you need less. It's not that important. 
What if it's a stay-at-home mom and a working dad? That's better. Because if the mother loved the father who loved God, she's going to pass down the father's love to the children. She's going to report to the father what happened while he was away. Okay. And a father doesn't have to be around the children all the time. Mm-hmm. That's another lie that's made up. Oh, you need to be with your kids all the time. You need to take them basketball, football, dancing, soccer, mm-hmm. baseball. All they've done is set you up to make money off you. And you got, you got men running around like nutcases, <laughs> acting like a woman, trying to keep their kids. It's so crazy to have your kids involved in all this stuff. It doesn't even logically make sense. Okay, that's good. A kid needs one sport and then a job. One sport is enough. If you want to do more, go outside and climb a tree. Right. Yeah. But the world have women have made men believe that they need to put these kids in all these different sports. And advertisement have made them believe that too. And they are making buku money off the people. Mm-hmm. And that's because the people are blind and can't see what's really happening. You're going to be surprised how blind you are. Really. And how the world is manipulating you and you can't see. One thing I realized, and then I have to end. One thing I realized, there's this group called the alt-right. You heard of them? And they made the, the media made them look like Nazis and, and all that, right? Honestly, for a long time, I saw it that way, too. When I saw white guys speaking up and telling the truth and all that, I truly thought they were hateful, evil Nazis. But when I interviewed, I've interviewed truckloads of them over the year, years, and they, have a, they want the same thing I want. They want the family. They want what's right. They want the values and morals. The one problem that they have, not all but most, is that they're angry. That's the problem that they have. They let that anger go. They can do the right thing. But I've been listening to the media, and I have this image of them that was given to me. And when it was taken away from me, I'm like, wow, I was deceived. I didn't know I was deceived. It's just like the blacks see me. Not all black. Not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. They see me as an Uncle Tom, a sellout, a house nigger, uh, everything. A coon. I even got the coon award. (laughs) Honorary award. And I used to see it. I used to see blacks that way, too, because I had been deceived in that fallen state. I've been told that any black that stand up for what is right, they're standing up for what is white. And in that state, I believe that. And it wasn't until I was able to overcome it that I could see that I had been lied to. You wait, you're going to see how brainwashed you are. It, it runs deep. But God will bring you out of it. The light will bring you out. All right, did that help a little bit? So stay with the prayer. Watch yourself. Be cool. Don't have an opinion. It'll start to change. All right. All right. So look, we're over time. And I'm sorry about that, but not really. <laughs> uh, I encourage you to, uh, to do the silent prayer. You still can do the hooping, hollering and all that stuff. But do, once you finish hooping and hollering, once you finish yoga class, <laughs> go and do the silent prayer. Really, I'm telling you, I've been doing it for 29 years now. And whether I'm tired or not, I do it and I go to sleep. All right. Also, we have counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You might need two sessions, but most of the time one is enough. Uh, What else? All kinds of books. And we need your support, your financial support. All right. Don't forget to donate to us. Definitely need it. I think that's it. Bye. And thank you all for coming. All right.